This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the False Claims Act brings the Justice Department $3 million from software giant Adobe. The Government Publishing Office makes some high-tech moves to make passports more secure. And with a slight survey score decrease, the National Science Foundation is still one of the best places to work. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Friday, April 14th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The inspector general community is facing an internal battle over integrity. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has the details on a new lawsuit. DHS Inspector General Joseph Kafari and two of its senior aides are suing the Council of Inspectors General on integrity and efficiency over what their lawyers say are baseless inquiries into their conduct. SIGI's Integrity Committee has been probing multiple complaints against Kafari, including over his handling of the deleted Secret Service texts from the January 6th Capitol riot. Kafari's lawsuit challenges the constitutionality of the Integrity Committee. Court documents show Kafari began pushing back against the committee's probes as early as October 2020, just months after he started as DHSIG. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Justice Department was awarded $3 million from software giant Adobe as part of a False Claims Act settlement. DOJ alleged Adobe made improper payments under its Solution Partner Program to companies that had a contractual or other relationship with the government. This allowed these partners to influence federal purchases of Adobe software between January 2011 and December 2020. Three former Adobe managers brought the claims under whistleblower provisions of the False Claims Act. The three former managers will receive more than $555,000 as part of the settlement. The government publishing office has secured the pieces and parts to ensure U.S. passports remain secure for the next decade. GPO awarded a 10-year contract to three companies, Infineon Technologies, which is the incumbent, America's Corporation, and Talus USA for the security features that go into the passport cover, including the chips, software, and packaging. GPO did not say how much the contract was worth, but did say the State Department issued a record number of 22 million passports in fiscal 2022 and is on track to break that number in 2023. Agencies have new guidance from the White House on office arrangements. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports. The Office of Management and Budget tells agencies to strike a balance on their telework versus in-office workplace policies. Agencies should consider increasing in-person work where it makes sense while still maintaining flexible telework for eligible federal employees. Agencies have 30 days to update their office arrangement plans for headquarters offices and then report back to OMB. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. Plans for a new health insurance marketplace for Postal Service employees and retirees are coming into focus. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Nearly 2 million postal enrollees in the Federal Employee Health Benefits Program will need to select a new health insurance plan under a new marketplace during next year's open season period. 
OPM is putting plans for the Postal Service Health Benefits Program into focus with the release of an interim final rule. The Postal Service Reform Act requires OPM to create the new health care marketplace and for all future postal retirees to enroll in Medicare Part B. OPM Associate Director for Healthcare and Insurance, Lori Bodenheimer, says the agency is preparing to ramp up its customer support ahead of the migration. We absolutely want to do this right. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Like many other agencies in the Best Places to Work rankings, the National Science Foundation's Employment Engagement and Satisfaction score dropped off slightly, but NSF still plays second overall for midsize agencies in the Partnership for Public Services 2022 rankings. Wanzi Gardner, the agency's chief human capital officer, says hybrid work may have led to the slight score decline. NSF is looking into more upskilling and reskilling opportunities for employees to try to boost the score next year. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency wants some help with its plans to protect legacy computer programs from cyber attacks. The agency is soliciting proposals to develop tools that automatically compartmentalize software systems. The new compartmentalization and privilege management program will focus on securing the vulnerable legacy code base against cyber attacks. The program will run for four years in two phases. Phase one will focus on technology development. Phase two will focus on demonstrating scalable capabilities on open source systems. A broad agency announcement solicitation with program details is available on SAM.gov. A new laboratory will support scientific and logistic operations for the Defense Centers for Public Health in Aberdeen, Maryland. The lab will serve most of the center's directorates, including environmental health sciences and engineering, occupational health sciences, and laboratory sciences and toxicology. It'll provide combatant commands with near real-time disease and biosurveillance threat information to prevent disease and hazards for the military. In addition to labs, the new facility will include conference rooms, huddle rooms, break rooms, and a 50-person classroom for internal and external training courses. The Postal Service is gearing up for a mostly electric next-generation fleet of delivery vehicles, but the Government Accountability Office says USPS still needs to figure out what this change means for its facilities. Postal officials say letting the general public use postal charging stations would be challenging and offer little benefit. USPS, however, is exploring the possibility of letting its employees charge their own personal vehicles during the workday. The Postal Service expects 75% of its next-generation fleet to be electric vehicles. New legislation would create a law enforcement mental health and resiliency program at the Department of Homeland Security. The bipartisan DHS Suicide Prevention and Resiliency for Law Enforcement Act was introduced in both the House and the Senate this week. The proposed program would make mental health and wellness services more accessible to thousands of DHS law enforcement personnel. It would also require each DHS component to assign a representative to the program to ensure sharing of best practices and resources across the department. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Friday, April 14th, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian.